This is LBC, leading Britain's conversation. Mystery Hour with James O'Brien. Call 0345 6060973. Tweet at LBC. Text 84850. Mystery Hour with James O'Brien on LBC. Four minutes after 12 is the time, and you are listening to James O'Brien on LBC, where a weekly adventure um, is about to unfold, an adventure into the unknown, well, sort of. You know those newspaper columns where a reader will write in and ask, why do we do this? What's the origin of that? Where does that come from? Who, who, who invented this? Why, where, when, what, whither, whether, wherefore, whence? Any interrogative pronoun you care to mention will be included in the, uh, in the coming minutes. So... You ring in with a question that you've got, someone else rings in with the answer. It sounds like the most dry and simple exercise imaginable, but I guarantee not only will you get a belly laugh in the next hour, you'll also learn something new. Something that you haven't previously been aware of. Now, what I can't do is promise you that you'll be grateful for the information knowledge. Uh, I absolutely know... Uh, guarantees whatsoever that the knowledge you glean in the course of the next 54 minutes will be of any use to you subsequently whatsoever but it will be this is the guaranteed knowledge that you don't currently have um the number you need and you'll only hear me say the number when i have phone lines free the, the problem with mr hour if, if you can describe it as a problem is its popularity so it is by far the hardest hour of the week on which to get through but Oddly, the beginning is sometimes a better bet than, than later on because Michael and Sandra, who are on the phones today, will be very politely inviting quite a lot of people to hang up because they're ringing in with a question that's either a bit boring, a bit unsuitable, or something that we've actually dealt with relatively recently. So if, if you dial in now with a question that you know is new, you've probably got your best chance of getting on air. 0345 is the number that you need. Who, why, what, where, when? Whither? Whence? Wherefore? Why do we do that? Where does that come from? What's going on there? What's the origin of this? Okay. Uh, you can only answer on the phone, so repetition and dullness are the only circumstances in which you won't get on the board. And if you hear me say the number, then that means I've got some phone lines free. I think that's about it, really. Judicious use of redial, regulars tell me, is the best way, because sometimes you, you moan that you've heard from, I don't know, someone like Wayne in Basildon seems to get on every week, although he hasn't got on for weeks. That's because he's got a new Bambino at home, actually. The, uh, uh, the point being, of course, that some people do seem to slip through, and some people email me telling me they've been trying to get on for weeks. There's no, there's no preferential treatment or anything like that. I, I, if, I, if you hear me say the number, it means there's a phone line free. Like now, there's two. 0345 is the number to call. Six minutes after 12. Should we start in Bournemouth? Shall we? See your nice sunny weather? A lot, lot of kids are on half-term. Let's get down to Bournemouth. That's where Richard is. Richard, what's your question? Hello, James. Love oh. the show. Um, right, I've got a question. It's really hard to explain, though. So, uh, oh. Uh-oh. Basically, yeah, here we go. So, basically, I bought a vacuum cleaner. Well when done. you split it in half to put a new bag in it, yeah. um, the bag covers up the end of the nozzle, if that makes sense. You've got mm. the end of the nozzle that you pick up the debris with, and you've got the end of the nozzle that squirts the debris into the vacuum cleaner. Yeah. So the bag goes on there. How does the suction make stuff... If, if you're covering up that, that end of the vacuum cleaner, how does the suction work? What sort... Is it... Is it, is, is it a, what sort of... Is it a Henry? Yes. Is it? Well, it's a, it's a Henry-shaped Hoover. It's, it's, a, it's a Vac King or something. But and and, on and the nozzle the nozzle attaches to the bag. Yes. But the but the engine doesn't. No. Well, isn't that the so answer? 
Isn't the engine halfway up the nozzle, so to speak? No, 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 no. no. It is. In, it's not. It is. It's in the top top half of the thing of me that you open when you put. Oh, mate, this is rubbish. <laughs> literally. Yeah, <laughs> l- literally. I don't even understand what you're talking about. I and mean, it can't be. Can it really, really be a mystery? Yeah, it's a mystery to me. Yeah. So you've got a you've got a Hoover. Yep. And you stick you stick one end of the nozzle in the bag, and yep. the other end on the carpet, and you turn yep. it on. And you don't yeah, understand how it's... Somehow, the mystery is, how does the suction go through the closed bag and no debris come out of the bag? Well, because air will sealed. pass through it, but debris won't. It's not... Has it not got a little hole in the top of the arm? Um, so... <sighs> <laughs> right. the show like it means, no, eh? I, no, all right, sorry. I will, OK? <laughs> let's, let's, let's... How long have you had the Hoover? Ages. <laughs> Every time I open it, it comes to me. OK. That's what we're here for. Let's get Richard an answer, ideally sooner rather than later. Oh three four five six oh six oh nine seven three. Simon is in Bracknell. Simon, question or answer? Well, I'm very sorry about that, Simon. Really? Well, I never. What? This is the most foul-mouthed caller we've ever had in our life. Thank God for that software. Derek's in Hoban. Derek, what would you like to say? Question or answer? It's a question. Yes. It's been bothering me for years. Oh, God. It's not medical hour, you know that, don't you? No, it's All not right. medical hour. Carry on. Why do women Why do women squeeze the toothpaste from the middle of the tube? No. See, you put me in a really difficult position now, Derek. Why? Well, I mean, that, 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 I have a new colleague working today who's never really been on Mystery Hour before. So I can't, I can't blame them for this, but you've been listening to Mystery Hour. You should know that's far too boring to ever get on this programme. I thought it was... It's frivolous. You've well, got no, to no, it's, it's really, frivolous. really boring. Is and, it? And also, there's no real answer to it. Well, you don't know that, and, do and, and also, it's not true. Oh, well, in my household, with three daughters... Well, then ask them. And a wife, it's true. Well, they'll ask them. Why are you asking me? They can't answer me. Yeah. I thought some intelligence, yeah. some intelligentsia out there amongst your listeners would have. All right, I'll leave it on the board, but only because it's you, Derek. Thank you very much. Ten after twelve. Simon is in Bracknell. Simon, oh, hang on a minute. Is this the bloke who was just swearing at me a minute ago? Simon, what have you got? Question or answer? Hello, James. I've got a question for you. Yes. Um, it's actually my uh, my ten-year-old daughter wanted to ask this question, um, but she's on a play date for half term, so uh, I'm left with a with a job. Um, she asked me the other day, "What's the difference between ginger beer and ginger ale?" Because I mean, beer is ale, isn't it? Yes, it is. I, well, what makes you think there is any difference at all? Is it not just names? Two, it's the same thing. Well, one's kind of a cloudy, soft drink, yeah, ginger oh, beer. Oh no, I know what it is. Have, have you ever made it? Have you ever made it? I, when I was very young, uh, my neighbour used to make it. With yeast? With yeast? Yeah. And you and put it in the airing cupboard? That's the one. Yes. That's fermented. Right. And what's ginger ale, then? Ginger ale is, 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 is effectively the same as other pops, which will be a carbonated drink, so fizzy water with ginger flavouring in it. In fact, when you taste it, you can tell, because ginger ale doesn't have the depth that ginger beer has. It's just a way of introducing... And very, very rarely do you drink ginger ale on its own. It's a way of introducing a ginger flavour to a, a spirit or a mixer drink, isn't it? 
Well, that, that's where you're wrong, because actually it's ginger ale she's taken a liking to. No, that doesn't mean I'm wrong. It just means she prefers the I less know. pungent taste. So as a young child, that would make sense. It's less spicy, it's less fiery. Do you think that's definitive, then? I know it's definitive. You ferment beer, you don't ferment ale, ginger ale. No, okay, well, I'll accept you. Right, yeah. Well, hang on a minute, Si. I mean, you're sounding a little bit ungrateful, and dare I say, unimpressed by the quality of that answer. It was, just, it was pretty much what I thought, but, you know... Uh, oh, the, 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 oh, the, the, oh, okay. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, right, but, fine. But it, well, I wasn't... A, it wasn't... A, I didn't feel certain about it, that's all. James. It's, it's all about fermentation. Okay, granted. My qualifications, I've made ginger beer. And I've made ginger yeah. ale in the soda stream. I, I mean, that, it is that simple. You well, can buy a ginger ale flavour for your soda stream, but... It does, that's what ginger ale is. It's a carbonated water with, with a flavouring added to it. All right. OK, thank you, James. Right. It's, uh, I won't take up any real time, but... Uh, I, I, I don't know why I bother. I honestly don't. I've given you, I've given you the, the, the tools with which to sustain the illusion in your little girl's mind that you know everything, that you're an omniscient father. You ferment ginger beer, you don't ferment ginger... I don't... Oh. George is in Brentwood. George, question or answer? Question. Yes. Is the Big Bang, was the Big Bang big, or was it just called big because it's a big event? As in, I mean, yeah, I think the latter. It's called big because it's quite an epic event. I don't know that there's any evidence at all there was any noise involved. Yeah, I mean, was, it, was the explosion big, or was it small? How big was the actual explosion, or was it just called big because... It was a big event in history. Yeah, the the the, the second bit. Okay. That, that I means it's not really uh, that, the big bang, as in the big event. Yeah. 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 <laughs> did I get a round of applause for the last one for the ginger beer question? Yeah, I did. I'm going to get another one now, aren't I? No. Was it? Well, yeah. I, I, all right, I'll leave it on the board. Was the big bang? It called the Big Bang because of the size of the bang or the size of the event. Thank you, James. Thank you, George. Um, Andrew's in Tottenham. Andrew, question or answer? Answer, James. To which one? Not the toothpaste one. No, no, the vacuum cleaner. Go on, carry on. Right. The chamber in which he puts the bag that he sucked the, the rubbish into the bag. Yeah? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm hanging on your every word. Don't expect much interaction. <laughs> the, motor, the motor creates the, the, the pull in that area, and then hence pull the rubbish down the tube into the bag. The bag is a filter. Certain amount of dust will pass through the bag, but most of what is collected in the bag remains in the bag. But when you turn the vacuum cleaner on, you will sometimes smell that after dust coming out of it. Yeah, but how does the sucky action yeah, pass okay, through the paper, the, the bag? The, how does it? How, how, how does the suction work if the bag is over the nozzle the bag is over the nozzle and it's sucking the air through the bag and from the area of the vacuum uh, cleaner picking up the because it's, it's just a porous membrane it's just paper yes, if it was made out of plastic it wouldn't work that's why they're made out of paper not plastic yes qualifications uh, i'm an engineer electrical engineer but i know how it works what do you mean, but you know how it works? <laughs> if, you'd say, if you'd said, I'm a milkman, but I know how hoovers work, then that would make sense. But you say, I'm an electrical engineer, but I know how hoovers work. That doesn't make sense at all. I'd be worried well, if you didn't. I don't repair hoovers, but I do know the mechanics of it. All right. I think it's earned you a round of applause. Thank you very much.
we can cross that one off, the vacuum. What have we got left? Big Bangs, toothpaste. What else? What was the first one? Is that all we've got left? Big Bangs and toothpastes. Oh, and ginger beer. I did ginger beer. Perfect, perfect answer. No, no chance of a steward's inquiry there. Uh, the only thing I'd say, if you're listening and hanging on my every word, is that if you are going to make your own ginger beer, try and get hold of some brewer's yeast rather than baker's yeast. Because baker's yeast can make your ginger beer smell a little bit flatulent. Whereas brewer's yeast delivers an altogether more floral bouquet. It's 12.16, you're listening to James O'Brien on LBC. More of this after this. Mystery Hour with James O'Brien on LBC. 20 minutes after 12 is the time you are listening to Mystery Hour on LBC. The um, the questions that remain include, why is the Big Bang called the Big Bang? Is it because of the scale of the event or the sound of the explosion? Uh, And Derek's question, which is causing quite a lot of controversy in the studio, I have to tell you. Let me read what Kay said. The toothpaste question is not only boring, but not true either. None of the girls or women in our family do that. How about taking it off the board? Well, we've never done that before. In all the years that we've been doing Mystery Hour together, we've never actually removed... We've never removed a question from the board as a result of democratic inquiry. Ah. Derek's question was, why do women squeeze toothpaste tubes in the middle and men squeeze it from the end? To which most people have replied by saying, well, that's not true. Jones the engineer recognises it, though. This is apparently what goes on in his household. Yeah, I know, he has. He, girlfriend. Um, but whether or not it holds true across a wider spectrum, I do not know. Oh three four five six oh six oh nine seven three. We don't normally take texts and emails, but if you think, like Kay, that this actually is such a bad question that we'll remove it from the board for the first time in Mystery Hour history, let me know via electronic communication. Meanwhile, let's head to Brighton. We've already been to Bournemouth. Professor Hal is the Professor of the Public Understanding of Science at the University of Brighton, and therefore I deduce we'll be here to talk about the Big Bang rather than toothpaste tubes. Never mind the toothpaste. Let's get on to the Big Bang. Get it. Bring it. Um, this, is, this has come up a couple of times before in a slightly different form. Um, the Big Bang was coined by Fred Hoyle, and Fred Hoyle wrote the seminal paper which explained all the elements and how they came to be, and he coined it... So, uh, he didn't believe in the Big Bang. Mm. He said, we have a steady-state universe, and he, he was using it sort of slightly ironically, but the name stuck. And it happened 14 billion years ago. It was all the matter in the universe was in a point mass. 10 to the power of 78 particles. That's one with 78 zeros after it. And something caused it to inflate, um, and all the matter and all the antimatter reacted and annihilated. And the reason we're still around is, for every billion particles of antimatter, there was a billion and one particles of matter. So those particles stayed. And, you know, matter and antimatter. You know, Star Trek, dilithium crystals and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Matter annihilates antimatter. And um, one of the things I said to Michael is that he's a star because all the elements in your body were made in a star. Literally, we are all stardust and any element that's bigger than iron in your body, for example, iodine... You didn't really tell him he's a star, did you? I did. And he said, don't tell O'Brien that. Flipping it out. What have you done? Have you any idea what I have to deal with already without you bigging him up and thinking that he's interstellar or something like that? No, and it's, it's just like... I give this lecture to my um, students, and they love it. We are all made in stars. We are stardust. It's quite even romantic. You. What do you mean, even me? Well, I don't know. I think you meant especially me, didn't you? <laughs> oh, yeah, sorry. I especially me. <laughs> yes, it's easier to believe in my case than it is in anybody else's. But Why, then, is it called... So, so, hang on, just in answer to the original question... I mean, you're not, there isn't an answer to why is it called... The, the answer, it's called the Big Bang because Fred Hoyle decided to call it the Big Bang. Yes. And, and that was in recognition of the size of the event, not, not no, in... An, 
No. He was, he was being sarcastic because he didn't believe in it. Mm. He said, we have a steady state universe, always has been and always will be, whereas we now worked out that the universe is expanding and at some point it will reach the end of its cosmic piece of elastic and it will start to unexpand or whatever the opposite of that is and we'll have the big... Contract. Yes, contract. Get in. That doesn't happen very often. But words, I guess, is my field more than yours. Yes. So it went from the micro, the very small, because it was a point mass, to the very large because the universe is, as you know, still expanding. Yeah. Mind-blowing. It, it is mind I mean, li- well, not literally, obviously, but, but as, as, close as, as close as making the metaphor true can be. Um, I, uh, I'm going to give you a round of applause, obviously, but I don't know if the fellow who asked the question would, feel, would, be, would be satisfied with that answer. Well, it, the answer was it went from the micro, the very small, to the absolutely enormous. So I did answer the question. He said, how big was it? And it was enormous. It created everything there is. and everything So it's big there. rather than bang. Before the Big Bang, there was no space and there was no time. There wasn't emptiness, there was nothingness. So was there any noise? No, that's the whole point. Yeah, and that's what I'm trying to say, all right? You always make me feel so stupid. No, I didn't mean to do that. I know you don't mean to, that's what makes it worse. No, no, uh, I I want to answer the question. There was no noise. You have to have a medium for sound to travel. That's what I thought, an atmosphere. Yes. I love a party with a happy atmosphere. Well, you can hear on the long rail tracks, can't you? Anything, any medium. Yes. Sound does not travel in a vacuum. Resonation. It, like it needs to resonate on something. Yes, it's like a Newton's cradle. Something just like Newton's cradle. Another, it needs to bump into another. So it's yeah. So 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 the bang is the misnomer. The big is is whatever Fred Hoyle intended. The big was bang on the money. Yes. Bang ba- bang on the mo- what caused it? Um, nobody seems to know. <laughs> <laughs> what 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 caused it? Come on, come on, big professor man. <laughs> Oh, I'm not that big. I'm not <laughs> a few pounds, but <laughs> that's one of the mysteries. Is, no, is that the, the divine creator? That's when people will start saying, "Okay, there has to be a, the the invisible hand." Of, um, what what came of before it all began, and nobody knows. If anyone rings in with that question, they'll be banned from mystery hour forever. No, Professor, there was, no, there was no space or time. That's the whole point. There was nothing. I know. I know. Guess what? This is your ten to the power of twelfth round of applause on mystery hour. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, one phone line free. As I bid farewell to Professor Hal, you could wade in and grab it for yourself. Oh three four five six oh six oh nine seven three is the number you need. So we need some more questions now. I've only got one more. Well, we actually, we still haven't taken a decision on whether or not to excise the toothpaste question from proceedings entirely. Let's see what Rosemary and Peckham Rye thinks. Rosemary, what would you like to say? Hi. Um, first of all, I'd just like to say that um, it's the engineer Brian Jones's fault for, um, for posing the question. <laughs> Um, but secondly, um, yeah, I think it's because... Um, what are we talking about, Rosemary? Oh, sorry, we're talking about toothpaste. Oh. I've got an answer. Oh, but hang on, I haven't decided if we're le- letting that question stay on the board yet. Oh, OK. But um, I do have an answer. Well, I, I, well let's answer this question first. Isn't it a rubbish question? It is a very rubbish question, but yeah. I do have a an equally rubbish answer. Yeah, yeah, it turns out I was wrongly blaming uh, my new colleague for, for this question getting on the board. It was my oldest colleague of all, Jones the Engineer, who green-lighted the toothpaste yeah. tube question. I, I, I'm frankly... Well, go on, have a crack at answering it. OK, so basically, I think the reason why, um, being um, the person that actually posed the question, um, having, is it four women in the house? Yeah. Maybe it's because Derek. they are probably just as annoyed as men leaving toilet seat up. No, that's just... I knew this was going to happen. I, 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 yeah. No offence, and I'm grateful for the call. <laughs> but it's now lurched from really poor to shocking. 
This yeah. whole, that's it. I'm getting rid of the toothpaste question. Derek, mate, sorry. That's that. You see what happens as soon as you allow that. As soon as you open the door, just a little crack to that kind of nonsense. They take over. Justin's in the Netherlands. Justin, question or answer? It's a question, please. Whereabouts in Holland are you? Um, I'm in The Hague, actually. You sounded confused for a moment. <laughs> no, I am a bit confused because... Um, the other week I was coming back from the UK, yeah. and I was getting the ferry from I was getting the ferry from Dover to Calais. Yeah. And as we as we were leaving Dover, yeah. we were, the, the ferry was being. And I'm sorry, it's another seagull question. That's all right. I and I was it. wondering, we were right across the channel, and that's like thirty odd miles, isn't it? And the ferries were still flying next to us. And I wasn't worried that they were going to fall into the sea and drown because I knew that they could rest on the ferry. But then I was thinking I had all these questions about seagulls. Do you know what? If you hadn't told me you were in Holland, if you hadn't told me you were in Holland, I might have been able to work it out for myself, Justin. (laughs) But my my main question is, are the Where do all the seagulls come from, man? French. What? They're, They're coming from... Dover and they're going to Calais or they're going so to So you're, you're doing a cross channel journey. Yeah. Well, I was... And you want to know where the seagulls live? Yeah. So if you see a seagull halfway, are midpoint. Are they French? Are French seagulls exactly. or English are they, seagulls? Are they like non Exactly. Are they non dom seagulls? Mm. You know, where, I mean, and when they get. If, 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 a, if a seagull follows a ferry and it's quite late at night and it ends up in Cali, does he wait the next day if he's, like, nesting in the UK? You can only have one question. You can, so, so, so could they have two homes? Could they have two, two homes? I don't know how far... So really the question is, how far from home can a seagull roam? That will provide, no. you, with, that will provide you with the answer that you need. I really want to know, do they do they live in two places, or do they live in one place? I think that's the question. Is, is it? Okay. Head. No, fine. Like we'll go, I, I, I presume it's one, but we'll get you a definitive answer if it kills us. Oh three four five six oh six oh nine seven three. if you can answer Justin's question. Um, and if you have one of your own, oh three four five six oh six oh nine seven three. hit the numbers now, you will get through. It's three phone lines for you at the moment, so don't hang around. Um, it, it's, yeah, I don't know, really, is my answer to that last one. I do know, however, that it's now half past twelve. 26 minutes to one is the time. How many homes do seagulls have? I actually really like that question. I was going to get a bit previous about it, but when you think about it, in fact, as someone's just pointed out in an email, which I'll dig out for you in a moment, um, he's, he's up a six-foot upper ladder at the moment doing some guttering, and there's a house martin's nest. Now, those house martins would have also had a nest in Africa quite recently before migrating. So the notion of birds having more than one home is not actually silly. How many homes do seagulls have? Particularly if you're on a cross-channel ferry. Is there a chance that a seagull has a place in Normandy and a place in Kent? Oh, three, four, five. And do they spend equal amounts of time in each nest? Or do they, like, have a main nest and a holiday nest? Oh, three, four, five, six, oh, six, oh, nine, seven, three. Um, we've, uh, at, God, our toothpaste question's getting all sorts of abuse now. I should never have let this happen. Judy says, what's a silly question about the toothpaste? Please delete it immediately. All right, I have. I've deleted it immediately. It was a silly question. I'm sorry it happened. But it does, um does leave us with a, with a bit of a gap on the ball. We've only got the seagull question left now. So if you've got a question, and now if you're new and you've heard the last half an hour, you get, you get an idea. Ignore the toothpaste question, but the other ones are sort of mixture of science and trivia, silliness and seriousness. If you want to get involved, get involved now. 0345 
73 is the number that you need. They're, they're, we're, we're struggling a bit this week with people ringing in. And it's great that you're new and you, and you want to get involved. But if you're ringing in loads and loads and loads with questions that we've already done, it kind of sticks a bit of a stick in the spokes for the rest of us. So that's a sort of polite invitation, if you will. Natasha is in Ealing. Natasha, question or answer? Um, hello, hello. Hello, James. I have a question. Hello, Natasha. Hello. What is it? Why do cartoons only have three fingers and a thumb? Well, why do cartoon characters only have three fingers and a thumb? Who's your favourite cartoon character at the moment? Um, um, Charlie and Lola. Char- I love Charlie and Lola. Do they have three fingers and a thumb? I can't remember. I've got stickers on my wall at I home. Think they, I think they do. I think they do as well. Now... I know the answer to this, Natasha, but if I tell you, do you think that I will sound like a know-it-all, or do you think we should wait for someone else to ring in with the answer? Um, I think we should wait for somebody else. So, so I would sound like a know-it-all if I told you then? Yes. What? How old are you, Natasha? Um, what was that? How old are you? Seven. From the mouths of babes. I will get you an answer to this question. And, yeah. and when I do, we'll all applaud. Okay. Take care, Natasha. Thank you for Thank calling. You. God bless. Thank you, Dad. Well, there you go. It's 12.37. Um, you should tell me when it's going to be a child so that I can sort of put on my game face, you know? I'd had no idea that was going to be a child. I was getting ready to, to mock the question. <sighs> Valerie's in Sidcup. Val- Hello, Valerie. How old are Hello, you? James. How old are you, Valerie? Um... Quite old. Oh, sorry, sorry, just just checking. I was just making sure I wasn't doing it. <laughs> well, put a few, well, put about 70 decades on that. <laughs> well, right. Question or answer, Valerie? It's the question. Carry on. I did actually phone in with it about 18 months ago, but never got an answer. And oh. It's been seething ever since. Oh, I'm sorry. And why is the periodic table so called? What's periodic about it? That's a, are you sure you've had that before? It doesn't ring any bells with me. I phoned in. It, it is a long time ago. It could be more than 18 months. Sure, sure. I don't remember that at all. Why is it called the periodic time? table? That's a good question, but I phoned in rather late. It's a, ah, well, that'll be why. So we've set ourselves, we've given it's ourselves a few, a bit more time here. I love that question. Well, well, what, but the periodic table, why is it called yeah. periodic? Not elemental yeah. or something like that, or the table yeah. of elements? It doesn't make much sense. I know what Professor Howell will be doing down in Brighton in the Department of the Public. Pu- really. No, he'll be kicking himself that he's already shot his shot. He's had his shot at the Big Bang question. Oh, he's not allowed to. Not allowed he? to. No, not in this oh, game. Well, you've got another tame professor, though. I'm not tame professor. I quite like that phrase. I have. I'm, I'm hoping for a hat trick, but the phones have gone a bit bonkers, so we'll have to wait and see whether Professor Martin at the uh, University of Middlesex can get through. Valerie, that's a lovely question. Why, why is the periodic table? What's periodic about it? Oh three four five six oh six oh nine seven three is the number you need. And um, how many homes do seagulls have? Where, where do they... Uh, do, can they live on two sides of water? Daniel's in Beckenham. Daniel, question or answer? It's a question, please, James. Carry on, Daniel. What is the music an ice cream van plays? Well, it's all different. No, we've got two ice cream vans that comes around our area and they play the same tune. Is it, is it, growing up, it's normally the same sort of tune. How does it go? How does it go, Daniel? I can't give you that one. I can't. I'm not a good singer. All right, so your question is, what's this tune that I can't play you? Well, there is, there is a, there is, um, there is a tune that it sort of plays. Dun, 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 d
Yeah, that's the one. Green sleeves. Obviously, it must have been Joe's as an ice cream van theme tune, and I'm just wondering, what is that piece of music? Green sleeves, written by Sir Thomas More. As a, as a tribute to Henry VIII. It's about Anne Boleyn. Or it might have been Henry VIII who pretended to write it, and it, it was about Anne Boleyn, anyway. Right, so they wrote Greensleeves to be the theme tune of a ice cream van? No, he wrote it as a love song for Anne Boleyn, because during Tudor times, ice cream vans were fairly thin on the ground and hadn't yet developed um, loudspeakers. Right, OK. What, you what? want to put it on the board? Well, why, why aren't you... I've given you the... You said, what's that music on the ice cream van? And I've so told you... The, it's green sleeves. I've answered it! <laughs> no, I, I don't think that's the... Um, I'm, I'm sure someone will ring in with a proper answer. Well, so you said, what's this tune that I can't play you? I gave you a tune. You said, yes, that one. I told you what it was called, but you... I get the one they paid would come around my house is not green please. Well, how does it go then? Oh, God, oh, God. James, you're putting me on the spot already. What do you mean I'm putting you on the spot? You've rung a radio show to say, What's this tune? And the presenter has said, What tune? And you've gone, Oh, you're putting me on the spot, mate. So then I go, Is it this one? Do 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 yeah, it's that tune. Yeah, it's definitely not Greensleeves. But that was Greensleeves, yeah, what I just did. Some of them do play nursery rhymes, but there is a, there is one theme tune that they always play, and I just can't put me... It's Greensleeves! No, no. Okay, all right. No, it's all right. No, I forget it. I put it on the board. I thought the toothpaste. Okay. I'm sorry. I, I, it's Greensleeves, right? How, but how am I even going to know? So someone else will come on and say, is it this? And you won't be here anymore. I just want you to put it on the board so I'm sorry. I can't put it on the board if I don't know what the tune is. Uh, it's, 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 right, okay, okay, okay. I, yeah. I can't really sing it to you, James. You don't need to sing it, just hum it. Uh, I can't do that. No, well, sorry. But then I don't understand what you think will happen next, Daniel. Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm hoping someone will ring in and sing it for me. Yeah, but how will I know that that's the right one? Because you won't be here anymore. <sighs> We haven't. Th- we didn't think this through, did we, mate? Mm, no, not really. Wait not there. Really. Stay. Stay there. Stay there. Don't go away. St- stay there, Daniel. Sam's in Liverpool. Sam, what have you got? Uh, James, Sam. the song that you just did was Green Sleeves. Yeah, but and I've heard it on my ice cream trucks as well. It's definitely Green Sleeves. Daniel, does that help? Daniel. Daniel. Yeah, can I just say some of the uh, questions today have been rubbish. I know, mate. I, I, you, you, there's going to be there's, there's going to be fireworks. I tell you, it's going to be trouble. <laughs> Dan- Daniel, actually well, quite good this summer. It's summery, you know. Everyone. He didn't. He didn't mean you necessarily. Don't be so defensive. He oh, might have meant the toothpaste fella. About the, the uh, toothpaste one. Yeah, because yeah, I knew that would happen. Someone sets the bar that low, everyone fills their boots. So, are, are, are you accepting green sleeves as the answer or not, Daniel? Uh, no, no, no. Well, I, don't, I honestly don't. I, I, Sam, mate, you're wasting your breath. Oh, I guess so. He's got his mind made up, and, and so someone else will ring in and say, "Oh, it's it's I don't know, Yankee Doodle Dandy," and they'll say, "Is it Yankee Doodle Dandy?" And Daniel won't be here anymore. So that that is just like a vortex of ignorance. That question. Sandy's in Camberley. Sandy, what oh, would you gosh, like to? I'm s- nervous. You're nervous. <laughs> Why? Uh, my question is: Yes, are we the only country in the Western world? Mm sings about one person for their national anthem. As in the monarch? Yes. Deutschland, Deutschland. 
Who else? Spain's got a king, but I'm... Oh, Canada, oh, Canada. I reckon we probably are, but we... we, we I mean, how are we going to go definitive? Who knows all the national... The only way we go definitive is if we're not. Uh, not true. Because someone will go, no, I am from Monaco, and our national anthem is all about Prince Albert. Could be painful. But we, do we know? I do not know. I shall find out. Thank you very much. No, thank you very much. Uh, 12.44 is the time. Uh, national anthems. Is there any other national anthem in the Western world, I don't know why she specified that, that focuses on an individual, one person, a monarch or, or otherwise? What's the tune that Daniel didn't tell us that he's heard on an ice cream van? It's sick. And um, how many houses do seagulls have? <laughs> it's 12.44. I got one more. Karen's in here, the green. Karen, question or answer? I have sort of an answer, James. Um, I, I cruise a lot to various Caribbean islands and also the uh, transatlantic cruisers. Oh. And there always seems to be a seagull very, you know, very close to the ship yeah. when we're days out of really? land. So yeah. I think they either live on the top of the cruise ship or they're multi... The multinational, and they live in all the different Caribbean islands I go to. Yes, they, so they, they almost certainly must have more than one home. Oh, they must have loads. I think they, they like living at the top of the ship, and um, when we get to land, they take off. I like your answer, but is it is it definitive? I think so. Do I you? Think it is. But yeah. you're not an ornithologist. You you can't say I know for a fact that black-headed gulls have several nests. I can't say that, but I just know from the, the, the ones I've seen on, on all the cruise ships that go on. So they must, they, they can't just live. I'm, go, I'm going to give you half, I'm going to give you half a round of applause if that's all right. Well, thank you very much, James. And it was, it's lovely to talk to you and it's my first time, although I listen intently every day. Oh, that's lovely. Thank you, Karen. You're very uh, welcome. Oh, oh no, Bye. I feel bad. No, no, give her a bit oh. more than that. She just gave me all those compliments, Jones. <laughs> Yeah, all right, that's enough. Carry on. Thank you, Karen. Right, okay, Beverly Knight's been in touch, soul singer, star of Memphis, currently in the West End, musical guru, and she says, Daniel asking about ice cream truck theme tunes is hilarious. Mystery out. Daniel, it is green sleeves. It's off a pop star! It's 12.46. It's ten minutes to one. You're listening to James O'Brien on LBC. I don't know about you, but this week, I, I, every time I glance at the clock, I can't believe the show's nearly over. It's ten to one already. I don't know if they've put... Have you put something in my tea? This week, have you, been, have you been putting one of your special gym supplements in my tea? That makes that makes time speed up. I, it's very very strange. Robert is um, on the line. I don't know where you are, Robert, because they haven't told me. Uh, I'm just uh, off the M25. I've pulled over to. Uh, Thank you. I don't, I don't um, ask for much. Just the name and location of a caller. That's all I ask for. But anyway, you know, I know I'm teasing. Robert's just uh, whereabouts on the M25? Whereabouts? Where, where are you near? Uh, I'm just at the Rickmanshaw. Junction, I believe. Rickmansworth. Rickmansworth, yeah. Rick, no, you're getting Rick Shaw mixed up with Rickmansworth. Yeah, Rickmansworth, you're yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah, lo- <laughs> lovely part of it. What's your nearest services there? I'll just ask Jones. Jones, what's the nearest services then to Rickmansworth? Be the what for Gap, wouldn't it? Yeah, I'm not on the services. I've come off at the roundabout. Yeah, I just indulge in my inner partridge. I'll, I'll crack on with the show proper in a minute. <laughs> Robert, question or answer, mate? It's an answer. To really? The. Uh, cartoon character oh the answer that natasha wouldn't let me give because she thought it would make me sound like a know-it-all i mean it's obviously quite simple it's um it's basically it looks better visually um in the cartoons or whether it's stop frame animation it's just a visual it looks better visually what are your qualifications 
Um, I'm currently creating a new uh, children's TV show and app at the moment, so um, we're building it all in CGI, etc. And uh, well, actually, because I think there's two answers to this, two sides of the same coin. Isn't it also a lot easier to draw? Um, well, it, it, it wouldn't affect it wouldn't affect the um, drawing, obviously. It would, well, not it, with CGI, it, it wouldn't. But back in the day when it began, it would be a lot easier well, in to stop frame. We made a part of it in stop frame, and it's just it looks visually, it, it looks. It doesn't look correct having four fingers. It's sort of scary for young children. There's the scale as well, because... Uh, yeah. I, I, well, I, I'm going to add my, my answer to yours as well. Because yeah, I, I, okay. I, well, I just think we, someone's told me before, so a cartoonist has told me before that they're easier to draw that way, and, and it might even be part of Disney folklore. Yeah, now. I mean, it is probably easier to draw as in the, the... You know, you don't need to wrap four fingers around a cup or anything they grip. It just looks more natural. Are you looking for any top voice talent to be in your new cartoon? Um, yeah, we could um, we could put you in. No, 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 not not not, not me, not not me. Steve Allen, oh. I thought Steve Allen would be great. I could just see him playing a sort of I don't know, a sort of slightly camp we could crocodile. Play one of the trucks at the airport, yeah, that's fine. We could put him in. <laughs> I get you his numbers. Yeah. <laughs> Snappy, have you not got any animals in it? Snappy the crocodile, played by Steve Allen, that'd be no, lovely. It's all it's all based around the airport, so it's all vehicles. Um, yeah, it's what would he be? Spitfire. Yeah, Steve the Spitfire. Spitfire Steve. Spitting fire yeah, at everyone. It's, uh, it's the, it's the ground-based vehicle. So oh. I can tell you what it's called if you want to look at it. So. Yeah, go on. It's called Airside Andy. Airside I love the sound of that. Yeah, airsideandy.com is the website. Good and man. there's an app coming out in August. So. Well, give us another buzz when it's out. We'll give you another plug. I'd better check it's suitable first. But if you can find some work for... Yeah, for, for a two- to seven-year-old sort of age. Try out my Strasser. If you can find some, if you can find a role in there for, for Spitfire Steve, I'd be ever so grateful to you. Or Ethel B. DeMille, as we sometimes call him. <laughs> Gary in Rob for Gary. Question or answer? Oh, no, you're right. Round of applause. Gary, question or answer? It's an answer, James. Carry on. The, uh, peer- the periodic table question. Yes. Um, it's called a periodic table because uh, all the elements are organised by their um, atomic number and they're um, split into uh, groups of the vertical lines and the periods are the horizontal ones. And these give you the sort of recurring trends and uh, characteristics of the different elements. But, that, that, no, but that, surely, that's a, surely that's after the event. Surely that once they've been put into the table, you can break them down into what you describe as periods. It's not why it's called the periodic yeah. table. Yeah, it's because when you're... So, but otherwise, how would you know when to, uh, to, to stop each line and start the next one? It, that it's sort of a way of... Well, uh, how, 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 so what, what, what are the criteria that determine which period you go into then? Uh, well, no, they're all in order. They're all in order of their uh, their atomic number. So they go, go they go across in one, uh, two, and three. But if you look at a, a, a periodic table, there there are gaps in between. So it's just a way of sort of making sure they go with their uh, their like ones, uh, the, the the similar ones. Yeah, I think that's good enough, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I wasn't asking you, Gary. Obviously, you do. Otherwise, yeah. you wouldn't have rung in with it, would you? That's, that's, that's silly. Yeah. Well, if, the, if, the, if Professor Hal hadn't uh, gone, uh, gone in early, I probably wouldn't have phoned up and left it for him. No, fair enough. Well, I'm glad you GCSE, didn't. Uh, well, hang on. You're yeah. second-guessing my next question. Now. Well, your qualifications are what again, Gary? Uh, just purely GCSE uh, chemistry. And I, and I asked this question to my chemistry teacher. Yeah. Well played, Gary.
Lindsay's in Weybridge. Question or answer, mate? That's uh, a question, James. OK, I'm just wondering, right, um, yesterday, I've never done the lottery before, someone told me it was 30 million quid, so I went and bought a ticket. Yeah. And I'm thinking, what actually happens if, like, you're not rich, so you've already got that in place, but, like, or, you know, on the Wednesday you're working at Screwfix, Thursday yeah. morning, you've just won 30 million quid. Yeah. I mean, you can't just rock up at NatWest and pay a cheque into your current account for 30 million quid, can you? What... You know, what actually happens after that? Where, where does the f- money sort of physically... It's quite reside? weird. No, it's quite, it's, it's quite weird, this. You, you, I, I, do, I actually know the answer to this question. When's the draw, anyway, on the, on the next one? Well, it, it was last night. I bought a ticket, but I'm such a div, I can't work out where, how to work out, you know... Well, if you, do, if you do win £30 million, pounds, there, there are, there's what's called lottery stewards right around the country, and they often present radio phone-in shows because they're really easy to find. Okay. And if, so if you win 30 million quid, you need to find a lottery steward. On this station, for example, it's me. Yeah, uh, right, okay, and, got and, it, yeah. And, and you send the money to them, and then they make sure everything's fine after that. Right. Oh, God, well, there you go, then. Round yeah. of applause for you. It was 13 million last night, wasn't it? Oh, no, it was 30, I think. <laughs> no, it was only 13, mate. You, why'd you buy a ticket for a mere, for a piddling 13 million well, pounds? Well, the other thing was, I went in there with a tenner, and I said, oh, can I have 10 lottery tickets? She said, yeah, that'd be 20 quid. It's two quid. I didn't even realise it was two quid now. <laughs> what have you been for the lot? You haven't been in... You haven't been serving... Yeah, I don't want to ask a question. The main reason I don't... The main reason I don't is because I'm such a div, I can't actually work out how to figure out what... Where, where, what you know, you Just take it in the shop. Take it back to the shop. They can do a thing of me on the thing of me, and they'll tell you. If I take it back to the shop, and he puts it in his till, when it comes up, I won 30 million quid, he's going to go, oh, no, you won nothing, mate. That, Th- right, listen, it's 13. Oh, 13, whatever. Yeah. And there was a story last year about a bloke in a shop who did that, and try, and they, they don't get away with it. I can't remember why. Yeah, but you're getting off the point, I don't want to know that. What I want to know is, what happens to the bloke who's working... Oh, you can stick it in your normal bank account. Of course you can. What, you can pay 13, 13 million quid? 13 million, you can pay all the millions you want into your local bank account, and then Camelot actually have people you can either find your own, but Camelot have financial advisors and people who'll help you with the money and... Have you checked your numbers yet? I don't know how to. That's what I'm saying. I'm how stupid. Have you got your ticket with you now? Um, but yeah, it's in me wallet. Well, he's got yeah. five. How many did you buy in the end? Ten or twenty or five? Well, I bought tenners worth, so I got five, didn't I? I got five. Well, oh, look, I'm an idiot. I can't even find me ticket now. Well, I don't know what this show's turned into oh, today. Here it is. Here it is. No, it's in me. Well, go on. What are the numbers? Oh. No, I can't. We're late for Sheila Fogarty. No, we'll have to get no, back to you next no, week. No, back. Lindsay, it's all right, mate. We all have bad days. That's it from me for another... <sighs> we'll be doing it again tomorrow from 10. I am James O'Brien. This is LBC. Here is Sheila Fogarty.